Shiva Show. I'm Dubit Friedman, Bassman Yeshiva High School, class of 2003. And I'm Mo Eisenberg, class of 1996. Dove, it's been a minute. How yes, are you? It has. Everything's going well. It was uh, a great show last week. Yes. Assuming we got that episode out, I agree. <laughs> it was a great show. It, it really was a great show. And I think it's just the, your idea. This is really your idea of putting it together with, the, with, with this concept of faculty. Um, it's really working out. We're getting some nice feedback. And it's uh, it's interesting to hear different faculty's opinions of and, and fond memories of different you know years past and events that's happened when they were faculty in this uh, in these hallowed halls. Yeah, and, and you know, um, faculty is uh, is a broad term, and um, we've got uh, we've had so far we've had people who um, are Roshay Shiva and people who are current faculty right. and uh, retired faculty. And today, Mo, who do we have in the uh, in the Roshay Shiva's office today? Can this you tell is, us? This is great because I feel like he's probably been in the Roshay Shiva's office before, uh, but maybe not so often. This this might be uh, – and there's so many questions for this man. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is uh, Rabbi – is it Rabbi? Mr. 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 Shalom Abowitz, who, who was the – Dorm supervisor from 1993 until 2000. Until 2000. Um, now this was this was my sophomore year when you started. Um, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe um, you were preceded by Lance Taxer. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, so that was our freshman year. So sorry, Lance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but sophomore year, uh, the Abwitz family came in. Mr. Abwitz, it is great. Shalom Abwitz, if I can, it was great to great to see you. How are you? Baruch Hashem, very well. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. And now you are in Chicago since 93. Well, no. We were in Eretz Yisrael from 2000 and 2005. Okay. And then returned back to Chicago in 2005. Beautiful. You missed the hijinks of my day. Ah, okay. That's good. You were probably a freshman. Probably, yeah. And last year. Let's see. So so I have, I'm just going to jump right in because um, in what planet, in what mindset, in what galaxy, does a person agree to take a job uh, of policing teenagers um, who are who are in a dorm? Um, and if you know in Skokie, the, Illinois, and if you know the yeshiva dorm, right? It's like even the, of the dormers, it was probably like sixty percent in towners, right? So, so so many of those kids who had who had, you know, access to basically, we didn't have phones or anything like that, but like, we, I remember we went to Farmore, we went to, we had fish, we had lizards, like there, there was like, there was nothing you could, we had refrigerators, I mean, what, what, how, who put this like spell on you to take this job? Well, how did they sell this to you? So it's actually very interesting the way it came about that I came to Chicago. I have never been to Chicago before and um, I was actually learning in Kolo and Eretz and a good friend of mine um, applied for this job. We were oh. both leaving Colo at the end of the year, and he had applied for this job here in Skokie. He got the red carpet treatment. They flew him to Chicago. Wow. He interviewed. He saw. He looked. He walked <laughs> around, and he came back there to Israel, and he declined the position that was offered to him. Uh-huh. He, said, he said, but I have a friend. <laughs> okay, he's still a friend, but I, but I have a friend. Um, I did not get the red carpet treatment. <laughs> 
Um, I met with Rabbi Pollock, who was in Michola at the time. Okay. And then I uh, got to meet the Rosh Yeshiva, who came there to Israel. And uh, Mr. Shale Bellows came there, so I met with him. Wow. I spoke with Rabbi Eisenberg, your father, of course, quite a few times, and accepted the position both for your father and for me, sight unseen. <laughs> I really had no idea what I was walking into. I really did not. And I had a list of responsibilities. Yeah, you know, there was a, you know, there was a, but I really did not understand, I don't think. Um, but also you have to understand where I was coming from. I was coming from working, okay, you ready for this? Yeah. Just to help you, working for NCSY. Oh, very nice. For three, four years. And then I went there at Seoul. For, for, for Colo. What region in NCSY? In New York? I was employed by the New York region. Okay. And I also did advising for Linux Seaboard and New York. Oh, wow. Cool. So, okay. Yeah. I'm on the Linux Seaboard NCSY product. Got it. Oh, very cool. So, very cool. Um, so that's where I came from. And I sort of had this idealistic thing. I was sort of in, you know, informal education. Now I'm going to go into formal education. And along came the yeshiva, the yeshiva and here I am. Right. And, um, was that was that the first thing you had to learn? Because I saw you just corrected yourself. Yeah, was that yeah, the first thing you yeah, had to do yes, when you came yes, here? Yes, because I'm an East Coast guy, <laughs> and I still say soda. It's not pop. Okay, well, if you're drinking soda, I don't know what you're drinking. But anyway, um, so you came with your with your wife and your was it? Did you have a kid at the time? I did have a, I did have one child, and my wife was expecting at the time. Now, did you know the dormitory condition? I mean, you said sight unseen. Like, did you know any of it? We flew back to the New York area. Okay, and we stayed in the New York area for a couple of weeks after 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 the. The, you know, the Zaman ended, and um, then me and my father um, took a truck with all our belongings that were in storage for a year. Wow! And me and my father drove to Chicago, and I had a week or so, a week, about a week without my wife here okay. to sort of see what was going to be. <laughs> and and how? What was the report back home? How did you describe this? Uh... <laughs> you know. I just I just come from learning from Beisha Torah in the old city, which was not in its beautiful building that it's in today. It right. was sort of like in the side, you know, and it was, and so you know, this was an established you, you know right. institution, um, you know, had two. I mean, obviously not new buildings, but not old, you know, per se. Right. They were they were kept. They were uh, they yeah. were kept to a certain degree, and and you know, um, there were certain. Um, renovations that were made to my living conditions prior to my arrival that's good i mean the <laughs> apartments that in the yeshiva are, are for the colo and the third floor i mean for staff they they're decent size i mean they're they're nice yeah so apartments. so my apartment was actually formed four dorm rooms put together wow um and you know in between each dorm room, there's a washroom right um so in between one you know two of those dorm rooms there was a washroom and another between the, the other <laughs> wow. two of those dorm rooms they had converted into a kitchen it's oh. a mini kitchen mini kitchen okay and there was actually a fifth dorm room that was a jail cell <laughs> <laughs> not quite but um, how, how was it when i mean it, but again it's it's a position that is uh, obviously you're someone that that has dealt with teens and and understands teens. so that's i didn't know that that's a very that makes makes much more sense um but to come into like this this group, I mean, the, you know, I think any high school, we're not East Coast guys, but but I, I mean, maybe that was part of our saving grace. Yes, that might have been better. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think like you know, you know, here we are with these Shiva guys. What, what was your first impression in in '93 of of the guys at that time? So first of all, very welcoming, very warming. I remember walking into the base medrash after the long drive from. Uh, 
from New York to Chicago to Davin Mincha. Yeah. And it was there were there was barely a ming in there because it was it was a week before this mom was gonna smart start. Yeah. And uh Davin Mincha and then actually a couple of guys came over to me and said, Oh, Shalom Aleichem, who are you? And uh you know, I said who I am and what I'm here for here and he looked at me and said, Oh, you're gonna be my boss. <laughs> and that was that was actually David Vey who said that to me. Um and uh and and like very open, very welcome. Actually, I guess your father and, and your family was actually away that week because I remember Rabbi Kuttner um giving me the royal tour of the building and okay. of uh and out of the city a little bit so I could see a little bit about it. Um but it was it was very warm, it was very welcoming and you know, I just sort of slid into the role, not right. knowing a soul. I say, I, I, you know, my memories of the sophomore year, you know, w- when you're already past freshman year, so you already think you're, you know, you're a big shot. And, yeah. and you know, who's this guy coming in with this whole <laughs> fan? But I, I do remember that, you know, the classes kind of, you had people over for Shabbos. You had, you know, people would, would get to know your family. And I think it was it was very nice. To, there was this feeling of, of yeah, okay, he's, he's he means business. But also, you know, he, he gets it. He knows he's working with teens and he understands us. So my responsibility really was, the number one responsibility was health, safety, and welfare of, of, of the Bahram. Yeah. Okay. That was that was like number one in bold letters on you know of my list of responsibilities, but ultimately it was to develop a relationship and to and to you know be that sort of person that sort of was on both sides. Right. One, you know, become friends and become really work with work with the guys and make sure. And on the other hand, take care of them and make sure they followed the rules to keep the dorm in an orderly fashion, which is a very difficult job. Right. And then I, I imagine, I, I know that I see you all the time, but I imagine that, that you still kept up relationships, especially because you're in Chicago. You still have positive, good relationships. With, Absolutely. I'm in Yashurin currently, and, right. there, and there are multiple alumni, <laughs> right. and I'm watching their kids being bar mitzvahed right. and, and this and that, and, and it's incredible. And, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. and, and 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 throughout and, and continue to be have you know relationship with with the with the Rebeim and uh, and really everybody you know. Now, I'm going to ask you about a particular date, but before I ask you about the particular date in 1999, um, is there something other than that date that really you remember well uh, and you want to uh, you can you can share like a memory of of something that that you remember fondly about your time at, at the. So first the of all, I, I absolutely have to mention. Um, Panina and Sion Oliver Shalomatani, yes. who 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 were the, in charge of the Flesha kitchen, you know, my wife was Israeli. She spoke English, but you know, and and Panina, and, and they just became very good friends. Sure, um, and uh, you know, they took care of the of the meals, and that was very appreciated. Yeah, so I absolutely have to remember them. Um, you still see Panina? She's, she's I do. here. I do yeah. see Panina. I do see Panina. I think, every so I think often. she's six months in Israel and six months here, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yep. um, you know, obviously. Uh, I still I live around the corner from your father, right? <laughs> okay, so that's that's close. Um, I have to I have to mention not the not the not the, the, the happiest thing, but um, I remember fondly Ellie Moose Greenberg, sure. right. um, and the story around that was is that even though he was a Chicagoan, he was in the dormitory full time. One right. of my responsibilities was student jobs. And so the student job that I assigned to him either in his sophomore or junior year, I don't remember which one, was to be the person responsible for the kitchen on Chavez. Oh, wow. And so I sort of... You started that. I took... Yep, I started that. Wow. I, I, I you know, and he just continued along those lines. And wow, we wow, wow. truly remember him fondly. Um, and that was a very difficult time. Right. Um, 
And towards was that a, was that a whim that you did that, or was there some some reason that you picked that, or just sometimes the Abister put you in the right spot? I don't remember the exact circumstances. Yeah. If he was hanging around the kitchen, if right. he was expressing interest, <laughs> that I don't remember. Right. But I remember that I did wow, that. Wow, that's that's um, incredible. And uh, and maybe he didn't know, and then that just led from there. I don't know. Right. Um, but All right. So let me talk to you about February twenty seventh, nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> Is that the date? That is the date. And the reason I know that date so well is because I memorized it when we interviewed Rabbi Weiss, who told me that it was Parsha Zachar, and he was the rabbi in the rabbi, the, the in the Shabbos Rebbe. The Shabbos Rebbe. Okay, excuse me. The Shabbos Rebbe. It's like deja vu. Deja vu. <laughs> and he was the Shabbos Rebbe at the lightning strike. Okay. Yeah. And he said, if I remember correctly, Dove, correct me if I'm wrong. He said that that he remembers Mr. Mr. Abowitz, um, basically being the one telling everybody out of the building, out of the building, like you were taking good and welfare, like you were right on top of it. You know, Mo, you have a remarkable memory. I appreciate that. <laughs> so tell me, what can you can you kind of walk us through something? You know, so that it was day? a beautiful Shabbos. Right. You're right. It was Parsha Zachar. It was right before Purim, and and uh, it was a beautiful Shabbos to start with. And we went to sleep, and there was no sign of any storm coming in. <laughs> and it's not like today where you have the radars on your right. phones and stuff like that. And, you know, we had no idea anything was coming. Um, and we went to sleep, and sometime in the middle of the night, don't ask me which time, um, we heard the loudest noise you'll ever hear in your life. Unbelievable. The loudest noise which was followed almost immediately by intrusions into the ceiling across the hall from me. Because you're on the, the third floor. Right, on okay. the Pickholtz, Rabbi Pickholtz. Right. Um, and in our apartment as well, we had intrusions. Wow. Um, and then it just started to get wet. Uh, you know, any electricity, any lights that we had left on for Shabbos were off. Right. We had immediately lost electricity. So, you know, the first instinct is grab the kids. Right. Okay, grab my kids. Right. <laughs> who are sleeping right here, right there, you know, and... Uh, Grabbed them, and I remember as I left my apartment, and you know, everyone's sort of sticking out. I said, "We got to get out of here." I, we had no idea what happened, yeah. no idea. You know, um, just knew that there was this loud noise, and there's currently water pouring into pouring into the third floor there. Wow. Um, and uh, I remember, as right before I entered the stairwell, right there, there's a fire alarm. I pulled it, mm -hmm. expecting to hear the wonderful music of the fire alarm. Right. Nope. Didn't wow. Work. Didn't work. We had lost electricity. We had lost whatever. The fire alarm system was down. My and I knew the fire alarm called the fire department. So I was like, okay, this is going to be good. I'm going to pull the fire alarm. Right, We're going to be sure. good. And, and didn't you didn't work. even have that, you know, it's Shabbos. Should I do it moment? You just went went for it, huh? I just went for it. Yeah. I just went for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that sort of also goes into the fact that I was a member of Hatzalah pre previously. So I, you know, that, that, that's just You've been bringing Shabbos my for mind. a long time. Right. Um, but I just pulled the fire alarm. Didn't work. Uh, as we're going down the stairs with the kids, I open up the door to the second floor and just yell, evacuate. Right. And again, there, there are guys starting to file out in the hallway in whatever dress they were in. Right. And I just said, evacuate the building. Yelled, evacuate the building. Um, got the kids safely tucked away, my kids, and then was like, okay, what do I do? Right. <laughs> and um, said, okay, well, let me try a different way to get help. And I went to one of the pay phones. I don't think on the second floor. I think there was a pay phone on the first floor right. that I ran to. And guess what? No dial tone. Unbelievable. Uh, we had lost everything. Wow. In the building at that point. Um, and um, so, you know, started to make sure that people were getting out and, and, you know, and didn't hear of anything, you know, seriously injured or whatever. But again, we still had no idea what happened. Right. Um, I believe I eventually ran over to the Holiday Inn. 
okay. to one of their payphones and dialed 911. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And I don't think I went to the gas station. I don't even know if the gas station had a had a had a payphone at the time. I don't. Maybe I did, and I ran right past it. Right. No idea. Uh, but I, I remember calling 911 from the Holiday Inn, um, and then uh, went back to the building. Like, okay, now all the guys are outside, right. except for one slight problem. <laughs> It's pouring. <laughs> it's pouring rain, and 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 there's still lightning and thunder going on. But again, we didn't know that that was the problem. Right. Um, and I'm like, and it and it's not freezing, but it's not warm either. And guys are in all sorts of various types of dress. Sure. And I'm like, okay, what do we do? So I ran upstairs to my apartment. I grabbed my keys, and this halakhically questionable, but I'll responsibility for it and i just gave the keys to the gym to the hill tower gym to one of my guys uh-huh. and said take everyone to the gym wow um and th- so because i you know assumed that that building was not affected right um and again the reason i did that is because we were all standing in the parking lot facing the hill tower the back towards the hill tower area and, right. and the field we if we would have been on the other side of the building i would have naturally thought go to the base madrash unbelievable that didn't that, that didn't enter my mind Got um it. And, uh, and so we got everyone in there, um, have, and, and I should have said this earlier, we had, I had always had a wonderful set of responsible dorm counselors, um, and, and they were so completely helpful to me throughout the years, but certainly on that night, I mean, they're the ones who told me, yes, everyone is, you know, we have accounted for everybody, every boy right. is out. Right. Um, and then it started to walk around to make sure that the, all the families that were in the building were out and safe. Um, and then the fire department shows up right? and, you know, they're asking questions about utilities in the building. Right. And I'm the one who's supposed to know all the answers. <laughs> and I kind of did um, because they're worried about gas leaks. Right. They're worried about, you know, they had at that point, I guess, confirmed there was no fire, which I didn't know if there was or wasn't. Right. Um, and they're worried about all these sorts of things going on. And so, you know, I, I was able to tell them where I think, you know, some of the appropriate utilities were that they were asking for right? <laughs> to make sure that they were shut down and stuff like that. And then, it, you know, and then we eventually made the decision to send everyone out. Yeah. Um, and I, I, they must have, we must have let some guys go back up to the second floor and grab some appropriate clothing right? Um, to stay warm and dry. Um, but certainly very quickly. I don't remember all those details. Right. Um, and we eventually just sent everyone home uh, out to West Rogers Park and walking groups. Right. And they're showing up at, what, 7 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, they must have I, showed up at your house. That's, they were. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember Michael Probably May in sweatpants right? or, yeah. or whatever else. Right. Um, and that's probably how your father found out. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how he found out. Um, and l- let me ask you, jump ahead a little bit, because I know after, after that, it must have been a, lo- a lot of turmoil. But after the, after the literal dust settled, um, I'm curious. To me, pulling the fire alarm and not working, like to me, that's not something that should ever happen. Is, were there changes made that you know of that when, I'm sure there were, but it, were there changes made that like, should an event like this happen, there's like backups for the fire alarm and things like that? So I'm going to tell you that while I remember certain parts of that about that evening very well, um, the the days and 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 probably a week or two after, I just don't remember. Right. I don't remember. I remember. I I will also tell you that on Shabbos I went back to the Holiday Inn, 
on front and and went up to the front desk and and I was known in the Holiday Inn. Sure, maybe not by not the overnight clerk, but I was known. And I said, I'm from the building. You saw the fire engines. I need rooms and I need them now. Right. And right. and I got a whole a bunch of rooms for the family members, including my family. Right. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> and uh, so so that's where I, and that's essentially where I lived for the next. I don't know, two, three months. Wow. But I do not, the only other thing I remember is maybe not the next day, but maybe two or three days later after the building was deemed to be safe and structurally sound. Right. Um, going up on the roof. And? And seeing what had happened. Wow. And then going back to my apartment, and there was a skylight by the foot of my <laughs> bed. Um, my goodness. There was a skylight by the... Uh, by the crib area on Rabbi Pickles, the side of the uh, right. of the building, which is a nascent in and of itself. Right, we heard that story. And um, it's interesting because you're you're training um, in Hatzalah, I think, like you mentioned. I mean, there, I mean, there's there's probably not many people in the world who can say that they have uh, have witnessed and have been part of a lightning strike in a dormitory in a school dormitory, Jewish, not Jewish, uh, you know, regardless of being responsible for that many people. Um, you know, good and welfare of that many people during a, a lightning strike. That, that, um, that, that must have been a game changer for you, just in general. You know, maybe the fact that you came out of that, and I mean, it's almost like a feeling of um, when you look back at it now, twenty years, twenty plus years later. You know, you could say, you know, this is this wasn't an easy thing. Um, no. You know, and to be able to do it, do you think that it, that kind of stuff prepared you for for you know, just being able to, to do it for, for what you do now, future in, in, now, every, in every experience in life pre prepares us for future, future things that we do. Yeah. I mean, you, you grow and you learn from each individual experience. Obviously that was a very traumatic experience. That was a very, it was a very serious one. Um, so your yeah, kids, your kids were too young to remember it or, or they remember it at all. They don't remember. No. Yeah. As far as I know. Right. They do not remember it. Right. My wife does. Yeah. <laughs> Very clearly, and even sometimes some facts more clearly than me. But but, uh, but it must have been it must have been you know exciting. I'll take it back a, a little bit to, to just being the dorm supervisor and being someone that is that was you know we always said that when we we're doing the porn spiels um, we would you know we, it was it was out of love that we had these opportunities to to like you know poke fun at the people who were, who were, you know, the administration and who were in charge of things. And I think that, again, you were someone that was really beloved, I think, by, by, by every class and someone that really um, had this tough job, but yet was able to, was able to like right. connect. That was, that was what I hope. Right. And, and there are definitely times and, and, and that, that I did. And there were times that were tougher and there were times when I had to have a stronger, you know, most high school boys, and this is, you know, you're starting to get in that age where you're going to have high school kids, right. don't understand that they need to get a good night's sleep. Right. And so <laughs> if, 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 I, if I were to ignore curfew in the dormitory, I'd have zombies walking around the building right. and sleeping through classes, which they did anyway. But, but nevertheless, um, and so, you know, just maintaining the curfew, maintaining that order. And, and having to be the tough guy sometimes is, is difficult. Do you, do you think that there's, um, and you might have gotten this question from people, but when you're talking about, you know, people that are considering sending their kids to the yeshiva, um, I would think that parents would want to know, and how, how are the, the kids behaving, like, when they're not in sheer? You know, how are they in the dorm? And I wonder if you ever had to field any of those questions, and, and even, even unofficial, unofficially. Yeah, you know, I mean... 
they're high school boys. Right. They're high school guys, and they're in, and you know, they're they're not just with their parents who have only you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven kids to manage. They have, you know, I actually I, I don't know the statistics prior to me and after me exactly, but I had a very full dormitory for many many of my years, and not right. just with in towners who would go home for Shabbos right, right. and go home and only be here for night seder nights. Uh, I had a significant contingent from out of town for yeah. many of my years. I, but, I, yeah, I think all, all, like, all the dorms were, were full. I don't remember in my high school years having dorm rooms that had less than three people or, you know. Or even four. Or even four. Yes. What, what dorm pets do you remember? <laughs> I think now we're we going to get into reptiles. the details now. I think we had some reptiles. Definitely had reptiles. I had a lizard. I definitely, lizards, lizards was a thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, don't th- We did not have any dogs or cats or no. anything like that. Uh, might have been some, I don't know, hamsters or whatever. But I, th- I think Michael Vittori had a piranha. I remember that. Craziest um, thing you had to confiscate. Craziest thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> Not most dangerous, I hope. Um, well, uh, maybe. I'm waiting for him well, to mention a samurai shot. sword or one, something. One, one thing that I'll, I'll tell you is that even you know before you had the cell phones with, with connections to the world in them, there used to be something called Watchmans. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, small little TVs. Right. That That's were right. Watchmans. And um, my fresh, my first year, my freshman year, I caught a freshman during Night Seder um, watching, I believe it was Seinfeld on his Watchmen. Um, he didn't last in the dormitory much longer. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally like the second week of school. All right. And when you confiscated it, did you try the Watchman? <laughs> No, I give it back to the family. Because the Abbott's family had a full screen TV <laughs> right. in the apartment. So it was fine. But we I, actually we actually so I, I will tell you one of the things that, you know, we really tried to work in, and, and to create a beautiful Shabbos atmosphere is really something we really worked on hard. Uh, we used to have an Onig on Friday night. Um in addition you know, to say it or whatever, an owning that I would have a special bakery order for that I would actually personally make uh, Rice Krispie Treats. That was a thing back then. I don't know if it's still right. is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just singing and, and, and Di Vray Torah. And, and that, you know, that was beautiful. Moti Shabbos trips. Do you remember them? Or was, was that a little bit after you? No. I, I, Two I, or three years after yeah. um, my first year, we used to have Moti Shabbos trips for the out-of-towners. And and towners, I think we're also invited, but they rarely came. <laughs> but uh, but for the out of towners, it was and and that was a lot of fun. You know, I would take them to either I don't know bowling or skating or an arcade or something. And the idea was to give these guys something to do, so they wouldn't have to, you know, figure out and be stuck in the dorm on a on a Motzei Shabbos, you know, in the winter, where there's like six hours of nothing to do. And you know, and yeah, I do I do remember that. I remember I remember uh, the guys talking about it, and I think that they. Again, it goes with it goes kind of with what Rabbi Weiss was saying also about uh, about kind of relating to the to the to the guys, and you know you saw this need where it was like, well, they're they're kind of cooped up here. <laughs> That's you know, right. We got to take them somewhere. But, it, but it's also going, you know, to your credit, above and beyond, you know, the regular call because right. I, I don't know a lot of people think that Saturday night's my night off, <laughs> and so to uh, nope to not take at them all. with you and to find something for them to do, right? It's you know. Yeah, you know, uh, and it was a lot of fun. I'll tell you, it was a lot of fun. Um, I actually had the opportunity to work with your father, David, um, because he was the uh, he was the doctor. He was he was the school doctor. Classic mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> at that time, 
And you might have to have him on at some point. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, and I was, you know, the out-of-towners. They got oh, the sick. placebos he would prescribe. <laughs> um, and so he would come in once a week, and, and, and sometimes I would have to go out to his office uh, to, to bring boys in the middle of the week when they were sick and needed to see a doctor. And then, you know, all that health stuff, you know, there are guys that needed other appointments with specials or whatever. Right. I did all that. I, I did point. see something great on Facebook the other day. Or yeah. Somebody sent me something. If I... I guess on Chicago Jewish Central, somebody posted, does anyone know anything about a Dr. Mark Friedman, you know, family practice doctor? And I want to be like, yes, he's 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting point you just brought up about time off. And I, I, it's a really good question. I never even thought about it till right now. Um, you're the dorm supervisor with a family um, during the school year. Now, did you ever have time to go on vacation? Oh, no, 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 no. Vacations were, were, if I left town or anything like that, it was for a simple or, some, okay. or something like that. Um, during the summer? During the summer. I, I did work a couple summers of kites. Right, that's um, right. Uh, but, uh, you know, during the summer, yeah, sometimes we would go away um, if I wasn't working kites that year. Um, it was, our, my vacations were restricted to the Yeshiva calendar vacations. Yeah. Now, daily... I really had the afternoon officially off. Oh, that's good because you know, uh, come come uh, six thirty three. Right, if I, if I remember, <laughs> that's right. Or 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 six thirty three and a half or something. Or or after night seder was really when I was right. You know, working right. <laughs> and so, so your oldest left being in the dorm at what age? Um, uh, I didn't really calculate. I don't really calculate that. Let me think. Uh, we left in two thousand. And she was born in uh, in ninety two. Okay, so at what Eight. what was it like to for? Do you know? Have they ever talked about it? What it's like to be a kid in the dormitory at all? I mean, not really. I mean, I did have three three daughters in the yeshiva. One of them was for sure too young to to, right. to remember the the other two are a little bit older, but they really didn't talk much. They really don't talk currently today about you know right. their time. They don't really remember as much. <laughs> then we went there to Sroll, and then we right. came back. Um, and, uh, but that was, that was certainly one of the considerations of why I left when I did at 2000, which was not the original plan, by the way. Oh, um, really? the original plan was four years. Okay. When I started the job, I said, I want to see my first freshman class graduate. And then I've accomplished my goal. Wow. Well, okay. That That's went a couple more years. Good for you. Um, but, but, uh, but that was one of the considerations, you know, I, how can I be raising, uh, you know, three girls in a male dormitory. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, that was one of the considerations. There, there are things that I think that you were doing as far as being around on Shabbos, and you became um, obviously a staple for, for guys that were from out of town and someone that you, I think, people, I, I obviously am an in-towner, but people that were out of town would tell me that they, they you know, we like you said, we le Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, we slept in the dorm. Other than that, we were out. Right. And the, the guys that stay there, you know, the Wednesdays and the Fridays and the Shabbos and the Sundays, they had a different type of relationship, I think, with, with, with you. Um, is, yeah. that, is that something that you think um, kind of developed over the years as, you know, as the freshman grew into the senior? Abs the, no, absolutely. Yeah. I had a much closer relationship um, with, with the out-of-towners. And it was always very uh, interesting. And, you know, when the, in, when the out-of-town families would come in for parent-teacher conferences... Not all of them did, but many of them did just right. to be able to meet them, you know, because I did meet them when they would um, toward the yeshiva, the yeshiva, you know, prior to them being accepted. But 
who remembers <laughs> everybody at that point. Now I know your son very well. Right. Oh, you're the parents. <laughs> right. um, but, uh, but it was always a pleasure. Um, and, and I, yeah, I did have a very strong relationship with many, many of the other boys. And did, did you sleep for like six years? I just, I, I'm <laughs> still, I can't get over this idea of how you got them to ever go to sleep and like how you ever were like, okay, it's, it's time now. I can put my head down. Like, so, so <laughs> no one's no again, one's burning something right now. <laughs> um, giving a lot of credit to the to the uh, to the dorm counselors. A lot, a lot of credit to the dorm counselors. And we had a rotation of dorm counselors who were on late night duty uh, until like either or, or or somebody special who was in the dormitory until like either twelve or twelve thirty in the morning, just sitting outside my office, you know, just monitoring things. Right. Um, but yeah, I did go to sleep because I had to be up at six forty-five in the morning. Was davening was it what seven thirty? Were you responsible for yanking them out of the bed? Like, how did that work? Like- uh, primarily the dorm counselors, <laughs> but yes, I was. I mean, like you, you got like thrown out of your room <laughs> essentially right. yeah. to get to showers. Yes. Um, you know, it started with the dorm counselors, <laughs> but then yeah, it would be me. But then the other thing was is that for most, if not all, of my years, I took attendance at shakers. Which means I had to be in this. The, I remember. I had to be in the base medrash, you know, you know, with my <laughs> little sheet checking off people when they're coming in for shacharis. So, um, and then and then after shacharis, I would always go back to the dormitory every single day after shacharis. And where were you? How come you didn't get up? Right. Da, 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 da. Or I would find them in the infirmary, right. <laughs> which was the rule. I, I'm going to go back to the first question because I got to tell you, it's it's not something that. Um, uh, you, you answered it well, but it's not something that I think that, you know a, a, a gig that people would line up to do because it's not it's not an easy gig to do. But I think that from what, what we're hearing today, which I think is great, is that the connections, relationships, and the the, the friends that you made through there, who are now I, I, colleagues, I think you would say, you, you know, people that are all adults and and work with you, whether it's a professionally or in Atzala or wherever it is, um, it's it's uh, you know, it helped, like you said before, that what you do now helps form what you'll do later. So. No, ab- absolutely, and y- you really do need to be a special type of a person to, because you're you're truly committed, right? You you truly have to be committed to do the job well, right? Um, with and. You know, that comes from where? Where does it come from? You know, it, it comes at the expense sometimes of your family. It comes at the expense of, of whatever else, you know. I mean, that's your full-time job, but it's more than a full-time job. Right. Um, but, yeah. And giving credit to uh, NCSY, starting them off. That's right. Very important. <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode of the Yeshiva Show. No. <laughs> we, did, we didn't throw that in. Mr. Howes, this has been this has been fantastic. I really appreciate it. I, I, I think that you, you really have been um, open, and, and it's really great to hear – um, your experiences from your end of things. And it's, it's fantastic yeah. to hear you're still in touch I, with all these people. It's I, great. I, you know, I thank you once again for having me and, and it has definitely opened up the floodgates of memories and, <laughs> and just actually, I mean, I've been in the building since, ha- since, since I've left, you know, a couple of times, but I'm not here daily. I'm not here right. regularly. And even just walking in tonight, I was like, Oh wow, look at this. Look, look, look at that. And the, and before, the smell is still here. And I will tell you, <laughs> before I walked into the Roshiva's office, I first opened up the doors to the base medrash and peeked in. Right. Um, yeah. I, I like I do that also when I kind of come in because just, it, it brings it's, me back. It's special and you know, and right. um, I actually did have the opportunity to visit my uh, to one of my apartments recently. So I know you know I've seen that cool aspect as well. They've done a lot more renovating. <laughs> have you have have the dorm have the dorm supervisors uh, of of now 
had they been in t- contact with you at all, or are they kind of no? It's no. different. It's a different it's, and, different kid. And you know what? It's it, you know from the the society today That's and raising right. kids today is completely different. Completely different. I have no idea how they deal with cell phones today. That's right. In the show, and I didn't. I was only towards the very very end where we starting to see that. And it problem. wasn't like these. It no. wasn't like iPhones. No, and, they, were, and they were like you know flip phones, flip phones right? and you know and and they did not have access to the entire world on them. And, right. Yeah. Right. Um, I have no idea how they deal with it today in the ship, and I don't know how I would deal with it. Right. Exactly. You know, and that would probably you know I'd probably have a desk full of cell phones. Right. <laughs> well, uh, Shalom Abbots, this has been fantastic. Really, I appreciate it. And Dove, I think this is this is great. This, yeah. To be able to thanks. Hear. Thanks yep. so much for. Uh, yeah. Thank you for, for having joining. me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate it, and uh, I, I wish the Shiva much hatzlacha at the hundredth year. And continue to be uh, have Hatzlacha and be Marbitz Torah, and 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 do very good things for the community and for Kali Yisrael. Amen. 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 Beautiful. Dove, good stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Mo. Great idea. And um, you know, uh, anyone who's got memories about their time in the dorm, we'd love to hear them. Yeah. Send them over to us on the Yeshiva Show. One of these days, we should just do a mailbag episode, Mo, where oh, we just man. where we just you know read through some of the best stuff that we got. Yeah. From at the Yeshiva Show at gmail.com. we have some a lot of good stuff from uh, people who have written in. Um, but if you've got stories about your time in the dorm, specifically stories about you know Mr. Abowitz and what you did to hide from him <laughs> where Every you morning, hid where you went your best excuses i know the tunnel system very uh, well you know send, send us send us your memories uh we'd love to hear them and that's at the yeshiva show at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at the yeshiva show at gmail at the yeshiva show at those places uh where we have more announcements and stuff that's going on for the centennial uh, 100th year coming up, and we've got some big, big, big guests coming up as well, and also some uh, some cool stuff happening out of town. So uh, stay tuned and find out more information about that. Dove, you're the best. I'll see you next week. Have a great one, Mo. Take it easy.